0: Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Sunitra coming up on today's show. Oh my goodness. Arthur Smith said that he hopes Desmond Ritter brings balance to the office. What does that exactly mean? And we have an amazing special guest
1: for you guys a true scholar athlete right here from the A who's putting it down tomorrow at the
0: Celebration Bowl. And last but not least, and for the culture, Todd Mache, I got an issue. And we're going to talk about all that right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's
1: this is atl day ones part of locked on sports atlanta and it starts now
0: I just want to say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listener today. Remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast, wherever you download your podcast. Make sure you leave us a five star review. We really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day Ones brought to you by Bet Online T. It's going down in Nola, in New N-O, Orleans. Desmond really going to make his first start. And I think one of the things that I thought was very interesting this week was i real talked about. Pushing the offense with Desmond in the game, and also he talking about he hope he brings balance to the game, like. In your mind, like what's the first thing that come to your mind when you hear a coach say something like that about a rookie quarterback yes. replacing an eight-year vet,
1: right? Exactly. I feel like it gives him the opportunity to do what he wants to do on any down. So whether that's first down and you want to try to do like pump fake, you want to do play action because now you've set up the run so many times. If you want to do that, you can do that even if you're in third and long, because how many times did we see just before the bye, Jarvis? I think it was in that first um quarter, if you will, almost in the first half, it was like an over seven situation right. and really coach arthur smith did not have the opportunity to really open up the arsenal so i got a feeling that he feels like now he can work with yeah. everything in the toolbox you know what I, i'm totally
0: with you because yeah. when you think about the skill set right like sure. the, uh, in the big time and gets rid of what he brings to the table he, he has a big arm he oh, he's willing right. to take chances and i think that arthur smith is going to utilize that because you know from Marcus Mariota's standpoint, and I hate to keep bringing it up, but I have to make my point, um, he missed those things, those opportunities. And I think when you talk about an offense that is run heavy, you have to be able to connect on those shot plays. It's going to happen maybe like two to three times a game. Mm-hmm. And we've seen in the past for the last month or so, they just haven't been able to hit those. And yes. I think that Desmond Ritter is in the game because Arthur Smith wholeheartedly believes that hey, I feel like this guy can hit those shot plays because you have to be able to hit those plays in order for those defenses kind of back off a little bit because yes. they're going to be low in the box because everybody knows in the NFL that Arthur Smith wants to run the rock and he's going to run 12 personnel. He's going to try to figure that bad boy out. <laughs> indeed, indeed.
1: And what I love about these possibilities, you just hit on it. Last two weeks ago, we were literally in the press box saying, wow, so many missed opportunities for touchdowns, so many missed opportunities in the red zone. And you think about how much pressure that kept putting on Grady Jarrett's unit. And yes, I call it, you know, Grady's unit. Because on the defensive side of the ball, they were like really trying to play a game. It was like the the defense was playing a catch-up game because the offense wasn't giving them enough to work with. I think that when you have someone like Desmond Ritter being a bit more versatile, he gives that defense a chance to breathe, and that gives them an opportunity to reset because they're – Essentially, they've been game planning for someone different because they game planned for Jameis Winston in week one. Now you're game planning for Andy Dalton. So, in addition to that change in quarterback, this just gives you an opportunity to kind of dig in deeper and figure out what it is that you want to do, because now you might have some weapons on the other side that'll give you a lead that you mm. can actually work with, and then DMPs can do some things.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and that's that's the thing that um, David Brown kind of touched on this week as well, yes. like as far as adjustments within the game, and whether that be after that first drive, after, you know, a lot of offensive OCs come out with script scripted plays yes. and try to see what the defense is trying to give them, and I think that New Orleans Saints is going to be trying to figure some things out as well, so, yes. you know, Dennis Allen, he loves to send that pressure. Yes. And so, <laughs> so I think that with you have a rookie quarterback and only really film that you have is from the preseason. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're very generic in the preseason. Yes. I think that the you're gonna the Saints are gonna be probably a little bit generic as well in that first drive, and so, then they're gonna make those in-game adjustments. But I think that David or mm-hmm. Arthur Smith, they're yeah. gonna be have their ears yeah. peaked as well because yeah. they're gonna okay, what is what are they trying to show us? What are they trying to see us? And I think, and I wouldn't be surprised. If you see some shot plays in that first drive, because I think Arthur Smith wants to set the tone and try to get that crowd, take that crowd out of the game. And I think Desmond Ritter is going to be more than willing to try to to be like, all right, coach, let's go do this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That was our happy place. (laughs) Right, that was our happy
0: place. Now to the defense. All right. Oh, Mr. Pease. Dean, Mr. Pease, I think one of the things that we all know, like, Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill have given the Atlanta Falcons all type of nightmares. <laughs> even if Taysom has done anything against the rest of the league, he makes sure. It seems like he makes a point to, to, to kind of like, all right, I'm playing against this black and red team twice a year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure Coach put me in the game. Yes. And, and I think that he was the guy that came in like in the, in the opening game mm-hmm. against the Falcons and made the difference, right? Like, Indeed. because Jameis Winston, they were playing really well yeah. against him. And, and then once they inserted Taysom Hill into the game, that's when you start to see the game trying to change again. Do you think that's going to be something that they try to implement again? Oh,
1: definitely. Definitely. I think this is one of those situations where they have to right. because Andy Dalton is a bit of a statue. So, you know, <laughs> just it's not a like a, bit, yeah, just a little bit.
0: Red but, rifle look, we'll <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So it's
1: not like he gives them any flexibility or right. versatility to kind of move around and get outside and kind of run, if you will. And James at least gave you a little bit of that. You don't really get that from Andy Dalton. You do get it from Taysom Hill. Exactly. And so, yeah, that's been a sneaky good weapon for them over the, the last couple of years. So, yeah, I don't doubt that Dennis Allen and company are going to try to definitely um, bring him in. Now, of course, that is it's going to be interesting because yeah. we talked about this earlier in the week and the fact that every team in the NFC South is still in it. Yeah. So this game actually truly does matter. So got got, yeah, it's got it. exactly yeah. maybe more so yeah. than in any season. In the last couple of years, where both of these teams are actually vying for something. Now, you want to talk about a team that's in a fight for their lives? Mm-hmm. That's your Atlanta
0: Hawks. Life support? Yeah. Can we say that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Capella is out for what two weeks? Yeah. And we know that you know even when he was in the game, the mm-hmm. defense down low looked a little shaky. Yeah. So I think that you know the and Ayesta looked a little shaky when coming in yeah. and yeah. filling the internet role, and mm-hmm. I think that he had a little struggle his struggles. Because Lord knows, Orlando Magic, they are long and tall. Yes. <laughs> like those guys are athletes, and I mm-hmm. think they, they took advantage of the Atlanta Hawks, which compelled went out of the game. And I think that when you think about him not being out, not being in that starting lineup, team and who's already out of the lineup, right? I, I don't. I don't see any hope right now for the yeah. Olympics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is one
1: of those things where when Jarvis and I were in pre-game and pre-brief, we were saying to ourselves, this could be Nate McMillan's finest hour. Because if Nate McMillan is able – and yeah, yeah, I mean, because think about it. John Collins is rehabbing well, but there's no timetable that we've been given, and we're no. going into – a third week of having him out. Okay. Right. And DJ, we're going into a second week. They say that he's rehabbing well too, but we still don't have an ETA for when he's coming back. So now you're down those guys. DeAndre just came back and you hope he stays. You hope he doesn't re injure himself. And now you've got Clint down. And like you said, the bench is going to have to understand they have got to play like they're starters. Yes. When they're inserted into the starting lineup, they've got to have a starter's mindset. So Anyekka Okongu, if you're playing the five, you have to realize you're the cleanup guy. Yep. Like you are the cleanup guy, and there's nothing that you can do about that but clean up. So you can and you know he had a good game. He had actually a bounce back game against the Magic, a uh, double double. So that's the kind of thing that the Hawks are definitely gonna have to get out of him. AJ Griffin, he continues to do what he needs to do on the offensive end, but I'm hoping that maybe he can give him a little bit more on the wing because uh, the Hornets are a team that the Hawks have not, the Hawks. You know, obviously beat them in the playing round right, last year, so right. they they have the tools to beat them and the resources. But you got to guard the wing because every team we already know in this league,
0: out to yeah, three point line. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Yes. and we know DeAndre Hunter
1: will do that. But admittedly, when Dre has to carry the load offensively, then his you know his defense, his defensive effort kind of falls off, so yeah, we definitely, and we need the offense from Dre, so that's fine, but if if DeAndre Hunter has to do what he did Wednesday, getting 20 out of 20 of his 25 points in the second quarter just to keep the Hawks in it, then that means everybody else is going to have to take up the slack and give help on the wing, or otherwise this night is going to be a long night ahead of a lot of long nights.
0: Oh yeah, let me add one more thing. Hey, Trey, uh, we need you to hit some trays. I hate to be a little whack right there you know you might say hey job that wasn't a good one it wasn't meant to be a joke right like that's uh, that's, a that's, yeah. <laughs> that's a plea that's a plea They they need you trade um yeah. so yeah so speaking of trades and pleading and begging you don't have to beg for no money because guess what you're about to go to betonline.net right now because it's the fastest the easiest way to, um fill out your betting needs they got scores lines and games each and everything that, they, that you need in order to win you some money because hey the Falcons are down there, and then New Orleans, I think the, the Falcons are have uh, four points, and in the, um, New Orleans is a favorite about four points, so mm-hmm. that's the spread you're trying to figure out. What do you need to do? What do you need to do? All right, okay, do I need to go with the Saints, or do I need to go with the Falcons? I'm trying to win some money. I might be a Falcons fan, but I'm trying to win some money, so if I have to put my money on the, fa- on the Saints, it's all good. So, yeah, they have everything you need right there at the website. You guys listen to us each and every week. For all your ATL sports needs via podcast every day. BetOnline Online has the same exact thing right there waiting for you with all the information you need to make some money. So, what I need you to do go to bed, head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device and, and, and download that bad boy because Bet Online is where the game starts. We are here one day to celebration
1: bowl number seven. It is so exciting down here at the Omni Hotel we have a super special guest today and we have Kobe warrior he is a d lineman for the north carolina central eagles and your representatives for the MiAC in the celebration bowl which of course is taking place on saturday at the event so first and foremost gotta ask you how exciting is it for you to be able to do this in your senior year
2: it's so exciting um growing up around here watching the celebration bowl year in, year out, and not necessarily being a part of it, but just going and seeing how the atmosphere is. I'm excited to just take everything in.
0: And, Kobe, one of the things that, you know, I've always, I got a chance to play in the um, bowl, bowl game when I was in college and at HBCU and, and playing these other HBCUs. One thing that I thought was always cool was kind of seeing how other teams function and how they go. Like, what are some of the things that you've seen from Jackson State? You know, because you know, post-prime bringing in a lot of hoopla. <laughs> what are some of the things that you guys have seen on film from Shadur Sanders and what you're going to be faced with um, on Saturday,
2: on Saturday? Uh, they're a talented team. You know, they're disciplined. Um, they have their flaws just like any other football team. Right, but, exactly. You know, we just saw that we're going to have to bring our A game in order to beat them, as simple as that.
1: And the offense, for the Eagles, it brings the A game all the time. I know it's one of the top offenses in the FCS, but let's talk a little bit about the offense in particular. What do you think has made you guys so successful to really start the season that way and kind of sustain your success on offense?
2: Um, everybody does their 1-11 on offense. Um, from the offensive line, they win their 1-1 on matchups. Uh, of course, Peewee, you know, he does his thing back there. So like, <laughs> yeah. he, he's one of those guys that, you know, you never know what you're going to get from him, whether it's a, a long run or a long pass, you never know. And uh, we really appreciate those uh, receivers, helping them out.
1: Yeah, it's one of the things that you guys do so well on offense is move the chains. Mm-hmm. Particularly, I was listening to uh, Coach Harrell talk about that uh, during the press conference last week, and he said, listen, he said we cannot underestimate the Eagles because they definitely know how to move the chains. You guys are, again, one of the tops in the FCS uh, on third down conversions.
2: Oh, for
0: sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so Kobe, I got to ask you, man. Like I'm a former defensive line. Mm-hmm. Third and long. <laughs> like, come on, talk to me, man. What, what's your go-to move? Third and long. Y'all need to stop. What's the go-to move? Uh, what, what you doing?
2: Well, you know, Jackson got kind of a, a, a bigger size offensive line. So, okay. um, I don't know. We might kind of get around with a speed rush or maybe mm-hmm. a, a ghost long arm or something like that. You never yeah, know. Yeah. You, got, you can bring anything out with these guys, man. It's one of those championship games. So, they're going to see a lot of a pass rush moves and a lot of pass rush uh, scenarios and games for us, so.
0: because I know one of the things that my coach always used to tell me, he's like, "Hey man, whatever your move is, just walk around the yard, hit that slap move? rip. Yeah. that a slap <laughs> rip. Walk walk around the yard, sure, man. So people should sure. be looking at me crazy like you just slap light poles, yeah. walk around the yard. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's gonna be something that." So I, I know you. I know you. I feel like you got something. Oh yeah, up I got something. Yeah, I know you cooking
2: up something. We are gonna make them move their feet this week. Yeah, they got to move <laughs> their, <laughs> their feet a little bit this week. They got the dance moves out there. Right. Couldn't yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And listen,
1: You gotta be a gamer because you gotta walk in there knowing, just like South Carolina State did last year. Hey, we're just as good, if not maybe better, than that next team, and we're here to prove that we belong. And the media has yeah. done fantastic. Swag has only won this thing yeah. once. So in your opinion, what do you think the Eagles need to do to get the
2: MEAC that six out of seven titles for the celebration? Um, We just got to come in and focus. Uh, Just keep the main thing the main thing. What got us here is what's going to get us to win. Uh, And just be great on the field, you know, uh, worry about ourselves. It's it's, it's really us playing against us, man. If we don't beat ourselves, I think we'll we'll come out all right. Mm -hmm.
0: I think that's one of the things that South Carolina State you know, did last year because, you know, obviously a lot of hoopla comes in with a lot of press and everything talking about Jackson State, but South Carolina State did exactly what they needed to do. But I think you guys can definitely do that. But last, last one for me, man. All right, you're at home. You're at the crib, man. Yeah. Sandy Creek High School. Yes, sir. Hey, man, yeah. what, like how is it feeling like, you know, stepping on that field, being Stadium at the crib, Going against, we're going against one of the one of
2: the most notable team uh, team colleges in the in the country. Uh, well, shout out to Sandy Creek for just winning the state championship. <laughs> oh yeah. Against, against Steve, a right? yeah! It is, it is a little controversial. Yeah, it is a little day. it that is a little right? drunk- controversial. You, know, you, know, you know, you know, listen, you don't leave it up to the refs. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, yeah, that's fair. Up, that's right. fair. I respect, respect that.
1: It. Everyone. Of the eleven, plays their game,
2: then it's good. Exactly. It? You're, right. So, You're right. So I'm just excited to, you know, finally be in the Celebration Bowl, finally yeah. be a part of something that's, you know, legendary in the HBCU uh, world and, and colleges. So it's just, it, it's it's one of those things where we we just excited, man. Yeah. Like we we, it's like you said, it's a lot of hoopla, it's yeah. a lot of, you know, cameras and stuff like that. But they're gonna bring the show. We just gonna make sure we, you know, do go our back. part. Yeah, go that's go it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> we're make sure we do that part
1: and you know it's so exciting too because we need to let everybody know kobe is a scholar athlete he truly takes the scholar part seriously so i do have to ask like jarvis said before we wrap up double masters that we are working on so you're wrapping up your collegiate career with two masters, mm-hmm. how exciting is that for you and your family to know that not only are you wrapping up your collegiate career at the highest point coming in this Celebration Bowl, this championship of black college football, but also when you step off that field, you're going to be a scholar with two masters.
2: It's going to be great. Um, I graduated this May, mm-hmm. uh, I just finished this past semester, thank you. Yeah. I just finished this past semester with a 4.0. Um, so. Just keeping those grades up, you. <laughs> <laughs> just, just you know, keeping those grades up and keeping in touch with uh, the masters community. Um, I have a lot of older people in my uh, program, and they help me out a lot. They're kind of mentors for me off the field. Um, and then you know, of course, my family and, and mother and brother are all keeping me motivated because I'll be the first one of our of our generation to have the double masters and three degrees. So it's an exciting time for me. Um, I didn't actually get to walk at Morgan because of COVID and things like that. Yeah. So yeah. I'll be able to walk and, and just put on the cap and gown, man, it, it, it's something I can't, I can't wait to feel. I'm
1: so glad you said that because so many students who were graduating in that covid time frame that's the one thing they said they missed out on that they have been looking forward to so i'm excited that you have that opportunity and listen everybody i'm going to tell you he get it from his mom because his mom had a 4.0 coming into her freshman year of college so he got it honestly man we are so very proud of you keep doing everything you're doing on and off the field you are such a great representative for sandy creek for Central and just for Black College football overall. So keep doing it. Good luck tomorrow. We appreciate you stopping by. Again, guys, this is Kobe Warrior. He's a D lineman for the North Carolina Central Eagles. We're going to take on the Jackson State Tigers tomorrow in the Celebration Bowl. And again, if you want these kind of stories, you need to check us out here on ATL Day Ones. You know where to keep it and after you check out atl day Ones, be sure to check out locked on sports today because they're going to be talking about big stories like the celebration bowl and who comes out which champion will rise and any other stories in the sports landscape so you'll check us out on the odyssey app youtube or wherever you download your podcast because of course you want to hear more about colby and make sure you check out locked on sports
0: today locked on sports atlanta family listen up if you want to get in contact with the program you want to get in contact with the podcast If you want to get Tanitra to email you back when she has some time, it's probably going to be really, really late because she has a thousand jobs. ATLDay1s at gmail.com. That's how you get in contact with the show. If you got any suggestions, anything, if you just want to just say hi, like I'm okay with that. I will respond to you. You know, Tanitra, I'm working on them. We're going to get her there. ATLDay1s at gmail.com. ATLDay1s at gmail.com. ATLDay1s at gmail.com. But, T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, the entertainment, and the culture. And sometimes whatever the hell you want to talk about But that's how we get down on the show. Today is no different. All right, Todd Mache. um, Had some very interesting comments to say about our our guy, Jalen Carter, who I feel is the most talented uh, defensive lineman on this team for the Georgia Bulldogs. And I said this last year. It's not hyperbole. I said this last year. He was the most talented defensive lineman. On the team last year, and he did not start. So, yeah, I think that kind of says what we what what needs to be said about character, right? A good character, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, guys, just hey, play his role and all that stuff. Yeah, no, not for Todd McShay. He came on ESPN and he's sitting up here talking about he's gonna be the guy that is gonna be questioned about character issues, and T he doubled down on it several times. I think people. People will count it four times yeah. to be exact. Yeah. That this dude is gonna be the guy that's gonna be questioned about his character and how he is in the locker room.
1: Yeah. And and listen if if something comes out in the next couple of months as we get closer to the combine as we get closer to the draft or even during the college football playoff we are happy to recant everything that we are about to say however we have spoken to several people who are close to that uga program who literally are there in and out they have relationships with the coaching staff and with the players and they were adamant adamant that there's nothing that has ever come out during his entire collegiate career. And that was the point that one of our uh, sources made from freshman year all the way to now. Not one bad thing has been said about Jalen Carter. So I'm inclined to believe people who are close and have intimate which is platonic force, but relationships yeah. with the players and yeah. with the coaches. I am in, inclined to believe them because they know what goes on in and out. And actually, you know, we've heard from a few players as well saying, "Hey, don't question Jalen's character. He's a good guy." And I thought this was a really interesting comment that one of our uh, people made, our our friends made as well. You know, people have different personalities. So you know, Jarvis is more like a big teddy bear, right, of a mm-hmm. of a D lineman, mm-hmm. and he's very verbose and just great personality right yeah. some people are just chilling they're just yeah yeah <laughs> cool. so some people are just chilling you know they're laying yeah. back and right. they just exactly. don't say much they're just kind of intense yeah. you know and just very serious about what they're doing so again i think this is one of those where you have to be careful because todd sure you're messing with this dude's funny yeah. okay because if he falls as we know in the nfl where you get drafted dictates your rookie contract right. so if he moves and i'll never forget the to me the most egregious one was randy moss Somebody who could have gone in the top five, arguably the number one pick that year, and number one. <laughs> wouldn't he go 29?
0: Yeah, like teams pass yeah. up on the Cowboys. It was crazy, he, yeah, he all helped. because yeah. of this
1: whole character piece, right. and you just never know like how much that's going to impact, so the fact that, like you said, that he doubled down, that that bothered me as well, because everyone who was close to that program, has everyone has said the polar opposite.
0: And, and that's the thing, Like I, I like the word that you use, Like you have to be careful. And, and like you've at least seen this movie before, right? Yes, you know, guy, like specifically with Adam Schefter when Dwayne had he tweeted about um Dwayne Haskins being deceased, yes. right? Yeah, and within that tweet, he mm-hmm. said, Oh, yeah, the guy who failed and essentially called him a bust within yes. the same tweet that he said that he was announced that he had passed away. Yeah, and I think that a lot of times, certain reporters, certain people on on a national stage, they don't humanize these guys yeah. Right. yeah that's the that's the issue that i have and i don't think like Todd McShay really thought about what he said like yeah. before he came on air and went mm-hmm. with that right because okay yeah if you got a source that's cool mm-hmm. right how about you do do your due diligence yeah go confirm with another source yes. Because that's a, we're talking about journalistic integrity, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we talk about. And you were very generic, yes. so generic. Yeah, he wasn't specific with anything. I'm not, no, I'm not no. saying don't reveal in your source. Sure. I would never say that. Right. Right. So I think you need to be at least give an instance, yes. or something. something. Hey, talk to a coach, talk to mm-hmm. such and such, yeah. and they told me that blah 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 yes. blah 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 blah. But you didn't do that. No. you were very generic, and we talk about a dude that's gonna could potentially be a top five yeah. pick yeah number two overall yes. to, uh, to, to, so so this is this is something that you don't need to play around with and, and this dude is not just some person just not just some some stats or statistic yeah. that you have to study in order for you to do your job mm-hmm. this is the human being this yeah. dude has to deal with this stuff now that you've brought this out right. because you are tied in shape yeah espn dude that they, they throw at me for the for the next 6 months in the spring because mm-hmm. you're the supposed to be the so-called expert yeah. as far as breaking down film and all that stuff. no like oh. if you're going to be a journalist, go ahead and 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 do your due diligence because you're playing, you playing, you're playing around with this man. Money yeah. is not, it's not right. It's, it's not really right.
1: Not. And he's going into the college football playoff that's just two and a half weeks away, and he deserves to just focus on getting his second championship before he we're enters in December, the draft. We're December. Yeah, we're in. This is September. December. Why are yeah, we talking about? Why are we having this conversation? Well, scouting reports already. Scouting Come reports. What what we we be ta- if we're talking scouting reports, we should be talking about the fact that these players all have one more opportunity to shine on the biggest stage during the college football playoffs right. so well listen it has been so fun for us to shine with everybody around here at the Celebration Bowl it's so cool just it being it down here. here it is man is, <laughs> you need to get down here there are so many amazing activities that uh, you guys can take part in and look we just appreciate you for stopping by as always and man I gotta tell you this is our first remote right
0: yeah locked on yeah so ATL Day 1 is Locked On Sports 11 we out here in these streets yep. so you can come see
1: us Say hi,
0: absolutely. Don't be scared. I'll make sure y'all come back on (laughs) Monday.